Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yo, it's Keith Smith, Atlanta Falcons fullback, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. This is Jamon Bushrod, pro bowler, Super Bowl champion. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Jimmy Ward. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Packers wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scanling. It's the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hello, this is center Nick Martin for the Houston Texans, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Willie Gay Jr., Chiefs linebacker, and you're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Keith Kirkwood, wide receiver, number 19 for the Carolina Panthers, and you're uh, listening to the podcast of Pro Football Chase. Hey, everyone. It's Chris Wormley here, Steelers defensive lineman, uh, and you guys are listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Browns linebacker, Jacob Phillips, and we're live on the Chase Podcast. All right, what's going on, y'all? This is Shannon Sullivan, number 39 for the Green Bay Packers, and you're tuning in to Pro Football Chase. Let's go. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you alongside my buddy, former NFL defensive tackle, Jarrell Worthy. It is a special edition of the Pro Football Chase Podcast. We're coming to you on a Sunday afternoon as we get ready to preview Super Bowl 55, Jarrell. Next Sunday, around this time, we're going to have Chiefs taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Raymond James Stadium. I cannot wait to see how that game unfolds. But before we get there, let's check in on Jarrell. How are you doing on this blessed Sunday afternoon? Man, I'm doing excellent, bro. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, Very excited to talk about this football. Uh, A lot of things going on in the league. And uh, I'm just excited, man. It's been a great year for me so far. That's great to hear, bro. Starting 2021 on the right foot and we're already entering february the last day of january today but Drew, let's get right into it man a blockbuster trade to start the 2021 nfl offseason the rams deal for matthew stafford now of course the deal cannot become official until the new league year begins on march 17th Drew, but here's the deal stafford goes to los angeles 
in exchange for quarterback Jared Goff and a multitude of draft picks. The Lions will receive a third-round pick in 2021, a first-round pick in 2022, and a first-round pick in 2023. All right, so in a sense, the Rams had to package a couple of ones and a 2021 third-round pick to get the Lions to pretty much accommodate Jared Goff's remaining contract. Remember, they just inked him to a brand new extension not too long ago. So the Lions are going to inherit the four years, $106.6 million remaining on Jared Goff's contract. Jarrell, what are your thoughts on that mega trade as we get this offseason underway? Uh, my th- Personal thoughts is that the Rams are are now in contention for the Super Bowl coming out of the NFC. I believe that uh, they really just took a step in the right direction. Um, Sean McVay, being a young, savvy uh, head coach, realizes that his window is now. Um, having guys uh, that are the premier at their positions, being you know Jalen uh, Ramsey and Aaron Donald, um, having Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, uh, and also having a young and uh, experienced rookie and in uh, Cam Akers, um, Andrew Whitworth is is uh, on his last legs, uh, playing good football, but on his last legs, and I think he realizes that their window is now. And so, taking that next step with Matthew Stafford, uh, a guy that's going to be extremely motivated to get out of Detroit, um, now he gets a chance to play in that sunshine uh, with with playmakers uh, with an organization that surrounds him with guys that are um, bred to win. I, I, I believe it was a great opportunity for the Los Angeles Rams to uh, seize the moment uh, to get a guy that can potentially win them the NFC West as well uh, as well as um, the Detroit Lions now have a quarterback that they can build with over the next couple of years if, and, and they have opportunities if that is not the guy being the amount of draft picks that they do have. So I believe it worked out for both teams. Um, and I think that they'll, I think both teams will have an opportunity to be successful from this trade. Make no mistake about it. Les Need, the general manager for the Rams, he is not afraid to part ways with first round picks. Drell, taking a look at the Rams' recent history of first round picks. All right, going back to 2016. It was Jared Goff, 2017 first-round pick, traded to Tennessee. 2018, traded it to New England for Brandon Cooks. 2019, traded it to Atlanta. 2020, traded it to Jacksonville for Ramsey as the 2021 one as well. And now 2022 and 2023, those first-round picks are on their way to Detroit. So that just shows you a pattern, Jarrell, a pattern that... The Rams, Les Snead, Sean McVay, these guys do not hesitate to give up high draft compensation to compete for Super Bowls now. They feel like they have the roster to do so with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, paying those guys. They have a defense in place. They lost Brandon Staley, their defensive coordinator, who's now the new Chargers head coach. But Matthew Stafford coming to town, you put him in that high-octane offense led by Sean McVay, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, Cam Akers, an emerging second-year running back in 2021. I agree with you. I think this puts them in contention in the NFC Super Bowl contenders with Matthew Stafford, who's 32, soon to be 33. He still has a lot of juice left in the tank. And for the Detroit Lions, I mentioned this point last night on Twitter, Jarrell, because Brad Holmes 
who was just hired as the Lions general manager, he comes from the Rams. He was the director of pro scouting the last six, seven wow, years. He's been with Les Snead there with the Rams. So I'm thinking they briefed Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, the Lions did, about Matthew Stafford potentially wanting a trade. So do you think Les Snead and Brad Holmes had a little discussion about this possibility of Matthew Stafford heading to the Rams? I mean, it's certainly an intriguing topic to digest Jarrell so Brad Holmes <laughs> wasting no time negotiating with his buddy Les Snead who's over with the Rams uh well you know there's always you know some communications over at dinner sometimes here and there uh as you try to say your farewell and he heads to Detroit but I think you know at the end of the day these guys uh they both understood with what position they were in you know obviously Brad Holmes leaving the Los Angeles Rams, he knew the position the Rams were in uh, prior to getting the job in Detroit and also understanding that he is headed into a situation that is not um, that is not necessarily clear for him at the quarterback position. And so obviously, I just think that it's just smart GM work um, on on the on behold of both of these uh, these general managers, Brad Holmes and Les Snead, just because. You know, both of these teams essentially got what they needed. Um, you look at the Los Angeles Rams, you know, they compete, they competed uh, very hard in their playoff game against Green Bay. And realistically, when I look at the stat line, it just wasn't overwhelming. It was at the quarterback position. And Jared Goff, uh, essentially, I think it was like 21 for like 29 or something like that. But he only threw for like 174 yards and it wasn't a, a touchdown as well. So uh, essentially how... He just wasn't impactful enough um, for their team to win. Although he was efficient, he wasn't impactful enough. And so when you have Matthew Stafford walk through the door, you automatically get an upgrade at the quarterback position. A guy that not only is savvy, uh, he's 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 battle tested and he has a chip on his shoulder. So it's going to be a very interesting season for the Los Angeles Rams. And I think they have a very good opportunity to compete. Uh, for the NFC Championship with the upgrade of one of the one of the the craziest uh, releases in the National Football League in Matt Stafford, but uh, one of the one of the greatest competitors in the NFL. So I'm excited to see what they can do. Matthew Stafford leaves Detroit as the team's all-time leader in every passing category. He's number 16 all-time in NFL passing yards and passing touchdowns with 282. Number 18 in attempts and number 14 in completions. This guy has done it all for the city of Detroit. I wish him well as he now goes to L.A. And he's going to be in a much better situation in terms of talent and the win-now mode that Los Angeles is in. So I do believe this trade benefits both sides. The Lions get their first-round picks. They got a guy in Jared Goff, that Campbell, Brad Holmes, now Anthony Lynn, the offensive coordinator there in Detroit. They can get a look at in 2021. The expectation is that he will obviously be their starter, but with the ammo they'll have in first-round picks, as you mentioned earlier, they could easily move on from Jared Goff and draft their long-term future at the position. So nothing is locked and loaded with Goff being in Detroit long-term. So we'll see how that development unfolds. Of course, Goff was the number one overall choice in 2016. He has passed for 18,171 yards and 107 touchdowns, 
42-27 and record in the regular season. And, of course, he has started a Super Bowl when they lost to the New England Patriots. So he is a, a well-traveled guy. For being 26, he's played in some big games, Jarrell. So who knows what he could blossom into in Detroit. Of course, making those comments earlier to Mike Silver saying that he's excited to go to a team that appreciates him and wants him there. And you know what? Steve Weish was onto something. He put out a report shortly after that playoff loss saying that McVeigh and Jared Goff, their relationship had fractured going back to their first playoff game when he went with John Wolford over Jared Goff, who was working his way back from right thumb surgery. So there were some things there that perhaps couldn't be reworked. And so when you compile all those factors, Jared Goff is exiting Los Angeles and they're bringing in Matthew Stafford who brings a much needed buzz to the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, like I said before, man, I played against Matthew Stafford in the division before. Um, and I just believe he is one of the most creative uh, quarterbacks in the league, one of the craziest competitors, uh, but he's very professional about how he goes about his game. Um, doesn't really say much, has fun, um, but he can make every throw on the field. Um, and when it was really different uh, to see him upgrade his uh, passing ability after the departure of Calvin Johnson, when everybody thought that, you know, that was Matthew Stafford's uh, success was because of the, the, the immense talent of Calvin Johnson. But realistically, when he was able to leave, the way he was able to spread out the, the football and always keeping the Detroit Lions in uh, contention uh, in those football games. And so I think at the end of the day, man, the Rams finally got a guy that they can be confident about um, going into the fourth quarter. They can be confident about in late game situations. They know that they have a guy that has been uh, battle tested um, as well as, you know, uh, the Detroit Lions now have assets for the future moving forward. You have a quarterback that you uh, that's young, that you can, uh, essentially breathe to, to mold your football team with because you don't have a guy that's um, like Matthew Stafford that's been through the ups and downs trying to mold a young football team. They have a guy that's essentially young, uh, a guy that's paid, the guy that has an opportunity to come in and impact this football team in the proper way. And it's going to be very interesting to see how they use those draft picks. I personally think if you want uh, Jared Goff to succeed, then um, – and I go and try to draft the guy out of Alabama to just won the Heisman. So I think that definitely would go well uh, with bridging uh, the, the, the success for a quarterback as well as, uh, you know, giving a lot of buzz and notoriety to the city of Detroit. I agree with you there. I think the trade makes a lot of sense for both teams. I think it was just still a shock, Jarrell, just because of how quickly things went down between the Lions and the Rams. And when you swap, Big time quarterbacks like that, you know, it's not every day. It, it was almost like you're playing Madden franchise mode and you make that type of trade, sending Stafford to the Rams and Jared Goff to the Lions. And it was something to take in when the news came in late last night and, of course, breaking social media with Matthew Stafford and 
and the fact that he's going to a team that he really wanted to go to. He viewed the Rams as his top choice when he submitted his trade request, wanted to go play for Sean McVay in that high-powered offense, and now Jarrell, he gets his wish. He gets to go and line up for an NFC contender, and Jared Goff gets a chance to hit the reset button in Detroit and showcase what he has to display to all his critics now without Sean McVay. We'll see what Things look a little different, maybe in his playing style. Maybe he increases his productivity. Time will tell. A lot of angles to review in that trade, Jarrell. But I think that we've covered this big trade enough. And now we're going to focus on the main entree, Jarrell. Super Bowl 55 next Sunday. Kickoff from Raymond James Stadium is scheduled for 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The Kansas City Chiefs will try to repeat as champions, but they'll have to win on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers home turf to do it when those two teams face off. Now again, Jarrell, both of these teams, they already played each other earlier on November 29th. The Chiefs won that matchup 27-24. Patrick Mahomes is looking to become the youngest to win multiple Super Bowls at age 25, while Tom Brady is looking to become the first player to win seven championships a lot of storylines surrounding Super Bowl 55 Jarrell what are you looking forward to when these two teams face off man I'm looking for fireworks all over the place uh I'm looking for a a veteran quarterback that's been in the moment understands what's at stake um understands that he is trying to submit himself as the greatest uh not only just the greatest quarterback of all time but essentially the greatest player of all time, um, winning seven championships and uh, doing something that has never been done in the National Football League. And so I know that Tom Brady understands what this moment feels uh, feels like, and he wants to essentially go out on top. Um, then you have one of the greatest talents in the National Football League, probably ever at the quarterback position, in Patrick Mahomes uh, with one of the greatest offensive minds in Andy Reid, uh, assembled with some of the best weapons of all time in, uh, in Tariq Hill and, and, and Travis Kelsey. Uh, and it's, uh, and it's, it's going to be an unbelievable matchup. Um, the fact that Tampa is at home being the first team to host a, a Super Bowl in their stadium. And um, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's an unbelievable uh, amount of storylines surrounding this game, man. I, can, I cannot wait till it kicks off. I'm looking forward to seeing what the skill position players do for both teams, Jarrell. You look at the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Miko Hardman, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Patrick Mahomes, and then for the Buccaneers, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, who they're hoping to have at full health, Cameron Brait, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. I mean, it is as exciting as you can get for a Super Bowl preview when you see two teams who are rolling in hot, playing at the highest possible level on defense. You know, Tampa Bay with Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, and Dominican Sue, Vita Vea, Devin White, Levante David. Those guys have been showing out. Kansas City, they have a couple of impact playmakers, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, Chris Jones. I mean, Jarrell, this matchup, if it doesn't get your heart beating 
twice as fast as it normally does. I don't know what to tell you. This is a great matchup that is going to serve us well as fans, as spectators. In a COVID-19 season that many didn't think was going to reach the finish line, we get this matchup of heavyweights, Chiefs, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I cannot wait, Jarrell. And on that note, I decided to bring something new and innovative to the show, a little bit of a fact fiction segment with some statements that I'm going to read and you and I are going to discuss whether we believe it's a fact or if it's fiction where we don't think it's actually going to happen. So Jarrell, on that note, let's go with the first statement here, okay? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have dropped at least 30 points in six straight games dating back to mid-December. The statement is the Buccaneers will continue that trend of scoring at least 30 points in Super Bowl 55. Fact or fiction? Oh, I believe that's fact. I believe that they finally have their offensive mindset um, moving in the right direction. I believe that in this type of game, uh, Tom Brady realizes that uh, he's got to put up points in order to uh, contend with the Kansas City Chiefs as well as they have to run the football well. So um, they have one of the best running games in the National Football League. They have one of the best quarterbacks as well as their play action pass, uh, especially how it was on display against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it's It's been very effective. So I definitely think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to put up 30, 30 points in this one. I say fact as well. When you look at what Tom Brady is able to accomplish and then Leonard Fournette or playoff Lenny, as he's described himself to be, they are looking like a well-oiled machine, Jarrell. Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, they have hit one accord with Tom Brady and they're all on the same page and it's showing, I believe this game will be a, an intense shootout. And so getting 30 points should not be much of an issue for Tampa Bay. So I will say fact to that statement. Moving on, okay, the Chiefs, they lost left tackle Eric Fisher, big injury and a big dent to that offensive line. Without him, they're going to have to deal with that Bucks pass rush that I just talked about. Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, blitzing linebackers and Devin White, Levante David, Vita Vea Sue pushing from the interior. So the statement is the Buccaneers will tally Four or more sacks on Patrick Mahomes, fact or fiction? Oh, that's fact. I, I believe that's fact. Um, one of the greatest uh, denomin common denominators, I guess, in the Super Bowl is when you have one of the elite pass rushers uh, like how Tampa's has. They primarily uh, come out on top, man. Uh, you know, dating back to when JPP was with the Giants, uh, the Seahawks, um, the Denver Broncos, when they won it, even though that Peyton Manning was the quarterback, their defense was arguably number one or number two in the NFL that year. Um, so essentially, defenses have been the key to winning a lot of these Super Bowls, although Kansas City kind of broke the standard when they were just electrifying um, last year. So I'm, I'm actually going to roll in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in having four more sacks, man. I think with Sue. Uh, Shaq Barrett, the injury to Eric Fisher, um, JPP uh, being in the assault. Um, the assault he's been putting on left tackles over the last uh, three or four weeks has been outstanding. I'm going to roll with that. I'm going to roll with Drew on that one. I will oppose you here, Drew. I'm going to go fiction. I think Mahomes has an elusive way of avoiding sacks with the way. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He can work out of the pocket. He's not the most athletic guy, but he is nimble. And I do believe Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, those guys will scheme up plays to get the ball out of Mahomes' hands rather quickly, especially being down Eric Fisher. They may be down additional starting linemen. They're banged up in that AFC title game. So I'm going to say fiction to that. I understand how daunting well, you got. <laughs> I understand how daunting that Tampa Bay front seven is, but I do not believe they will get four more sacks on Mahomes, Jarrell. I'm going to say Mahomes uses that elusiveness to his advantage and gets that ball out of his hands quickly. I mean, I, I I feel what you're saying. I just think, you know, if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I look at the first meeting that we had. Uh, I mean, they went up 17 points early. You know, obviously Tariq Hill was doing what he was doing in the first quarter. Uh, I, I mean, you know, obviously, like Michael Jordan said, I, and I took that personally. I'll take that personally. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go out there and, and ready and be ready to dominate, man. Um, especially as a defensive lineman. So. Um, the the resurgence of Via Beta uh, coming back into the the lineup of a defensive line that's already been uh, aggressive, you know, there's not enough blockers for these great pass rushers up front. Um, Sue Via Vea, um, you got Will Gosset in there, Little Nacho in there, you got uh, Shaq Barrett and JPP. Man, these guys have been outstanding, as well as Levante David and Devin White. When they have opportunities to blitz, they get home and they are very effective. Uh, Carl Edwards or Lair struggles in pass protection. Um, you know, Le'Veon Bell, we haven't necessarily seen him in the lineup as much or, or having opportunity. So how motivated is he to pass block when, you know, you're not necessarily getting the football? So I just want to make sure that, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs have a lot of things working against them. And the defensive line over there with the with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are starting to look like the Monstars. <laughs> Well, Le'Veon Bell, he's had his playing time limited, and that's because Daryl Williams has been taking that starting job, the undrafted running back out of LSU from a couple of years ago. And he, in fact, Jarrell, is pretty solid in pass protection. So he could be in there on a lot of passing downs. We'll see. But let's go to the next statement, all right? Only two Super Bowls have featured a final combined score in the 70s. 
the statement is the Chiefs and Buccaneers will produce number three with a final combined score in the 70s. I will say fact, Jarrell. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. Both of those teams, I believe, will eclipse the 70s with the amount of scoring that we're going to see unfold before our very own eyes. Mahomes, Brady, this is what we're living for to see these two high-potent offenses go to work. So I'm going to say fact to that statement. Where do you stand? Uh, I must say fact as well. I think, you know, in order to for the Buccaneers to obviously keep up, it's going to have to be that type of game. They're going to have to put up 30 plus points um, as well as the Kansas City Chiefs. They're a walking 30 ball. So I'm, I'm definitely going to I'm definitely going to roll with uh, with the plus 70 points. Uh, I just think both teams are highly competitive, um, even if they play well defensively, get a turnover or two. Um, going back to the first game, Mahomes threw for 462 and three tugs. Uh, you got Brady Thorne uh, for 345 and three tugs, two interceptions, obviously. But I just think these guys are going to light it up, man. There's too many weapons all over the place. There's going to be a lot of man coverage, which means that a lot of people are going to get burnt, man. So I'm going to I'm definitely uh, I'm excited about this, man. I'm very excited. All right. So this next statement sounds like an easy no brainer response, Jarrell. But think very long and hard about this one. All right. Let this brew a little bit because you have to understand the circumstances you got to take everything into consideration all right so here's a statement tom brady will throw for more passing yards than patrick mahomes fact or fiction yeah uh, that's a tough I'm one it's a tough one i'm gonna say i'm gonna say fiction i think that I think Tom is going to make more impactful plays than Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick is going to do stuff that's like, wow, but the key is to obviously win the game. And I think that Tom Brady is going to go back to their, their first meeting in the playoffs, uh, you know, way back when he was a Patriot, he's going to assess this past year, um, the last couple years. And I think at the end of the day, He's going to realize that it's all about time of possession. They have to have more possession than Kansas City. Um, I don't necessarily think that he's going to throw more for because I think that their running game is going to have to be their bread and butter in order to be successful against the Kansas City Chiefs because you have to keep them off the football field. So that's why I think that his passing yards are going to be less than Patrick Mahomes, um, just given the fact that they have to run the football in order for them to be successful. If they approach it like how the Buffalo Bills did, they're going to get ran out the gym. So I'm on the fence about this one, but you put it pretty well in the way you described it. I say fiction because Mahomes will have more explosive plays with that Kansas City offense. But Tom Brady, I agree. They're going to have to go to the run game with Leonard Fournette, which they've had immense success with Leonard Fournette And Ronald Jones, that offensive line led by Jensen, up front at center, Donovan Smith. Those guys have been generating a good amount of push at the line of scrimmage. So for those reasons, Tom Brady may not have as many attempts down the field in terms of chunk plays as Mahomes will have for Kansas City. So I'll reside with you. I'll agree with you. 
I'll say fiction of that in that Mahomes will end up having more pass yards than Tom Brady. But it is an interesting statement to think about just because you know that there is a slim chance that Brady could exceed Mahomes. You just never know how these games play out. But let's keep it in the same ballpark of offense. All right, Drill. So you got to listen to this one closely because it has to do with the receiving cores for both teams. So here's the statement. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey will total more receiving yards than the Buccaneers trio of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown. Fact or fiction? Oh, that's fiction. Like, that's fiction. Uh, Tyreek Hill's not going to have a the type of game he had in the first uh, meeting that they had, uh, 13 receptions, 269, three touchdowns, uh, going, um, I think, 85% of that in the first quarter. Uh, he's not going to have that type of game. I mean, at Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are for sure going to put two guys on him, um, and they're going to have to be physical with him at the line of scrimmage. Travis Kelsey, on the other hand, the, the variety of ways in which they give him the football, uh, I just think that they're – it's inevitable for him to not have a, a big game. Uh, Tyreek Hill, everybody's eyes is on him at all times. Uh, and I just think that they are going to take it personal from the first matchup that they had. Uh, with that being said, uh, Antonio Brown has emerged as a guy that's bought into what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, have needed for him this entire season. Uh, he showed up over the last few weeks. Uh, Chris Godwin, um, his amazing catch, catching ability over the last couple of weeks has been, I mean, that, that catch in Green Bay uh, in the middle of the field was outstanding. And Mike Evans one-on-one, I don't see any cornerback over there unless it's probably Tyron Matthew competing with him in a, in a jump ball situation that has the opportunity to win. So I just think that you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have more weapons in order for them to to ball. I just think that I don't think that Tariq Hill is going to have enough, that type of game. So I just can't give it to you. I'm going to say fact. I think Tyreek Hill and Kelsey are going to go off for monster performances as we've seen all season long. Tyreek Hill, I'm calling 150 plus in the receiving yards category. Kelsey goes over 120. I think those two guys are going to put up numbers again. It doesn't matter. It's been proven time and time again, Jarrell. You can double team Tyreek Hill. All right, but you're going to leave Travis Kelsey running unmarked over the middle of the field. You can double Kelsey over the middle, and Tyreek Hill will use his speed to take the lid off the coverage. I mean, you name it. Both of those guys are dynamic, and while I do think Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Brown are going to have their share of targets, I just think Kansas City's offense is just simply more explosive, built on the big play. Tyreek Hill and Kelsey are the guys that, in most cases, come away with those big-time gains for that Kansas City passing attack. And I know you're talking about identifying a cornerback for Kansas City that could go one-on-one with Mike Evans. Well, I'll name drop a guy who's been pretty darn solid in the playoffs, Bashad Breland, who did a phenomenal job in that AFC Championship game limiting Stephon Diggs. And if you really paid attention, he shut him down for his standards of Stephon Diggs and the tear he was on. 
Breland is playing some really good football, and so whether he's going to line up on Evans or Godwin or whatever the matchup is, I'm not going to say he's going to lock them down because of the talent Evans and Godwin have, but he is playing at a pretty high level, Jarrell, and I just like Hill and Kelsey to go off and have more receiving yards than the trio of the Bucks wide receivers. I mean, I like your logic. I like your logic. I like the mindset. Um, I just think this is a game Mike Evans shines completely. Uh, I think at the end of the day, Tom Brady's going to throw the football up. Uh, you saw the success they had last week uh, just throwing the football up there, and I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers receivers have a, a better opportunity uh, to win um, as opposed to the Kansas City Chiefs receivers. I think Travis Kelsey is going to get off. Like I said before, I think he's going to be elite. But he's going to be doing working against these safeties, the double coverage, the switch, the switch routes, the in and outs. Um, it's going to be an outstanding game for him. I think Tyreek Hill is going to have an impact as well. I just don't see him going off with that massive amount of yards that we saw prior. Um, well, prior to this game, I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Carlton Davis, uh, you finally get Anton, you get Whitfield Jr. back as well. I think at the end of the day, these guys are going to have uh, better communication and not losing sight of Tariq Hill like they did in the very first matchup. And I just think at the end of the day, the pass rush that Tampa Bay has is going to impact uh, the stat lines a little bit differently. So I think that we are constantly forgetting about how impactful the Buccaneers front seven was against arguably a guy that plays similar to Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. And so I think that they are going to approach this game with a similar mindset. All right, we got a couple of quick hitters before we close out this fact fiction segment. There will be at least one special teams touchdown in the Super Bowl. Fact or fiction, Jarrell? I believe that's going to be a fact. Uh, whether it, I believe it's going to be a punt return, uh, whether it comes from either side. I think it's going to be a punt return. Uh, Mikael Harmon, uh, possibly uh, Tariq Hill, as well as um, on the other end, um, Jadon Jadon Brown back there. Jadon Mickens, my right. guy. Yes, sir. No, I think it's going to be a great. It's going to be great opportunities for these guys to uh, be explosive, um, as well as I just think that the the playbook is going to have an opportunity to open up. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, man, you don't have anything else to lose. So we're going to see trick plays. We're going to see things all over the place. It's going to be very exciting. As much as I want to agree with you and see a special teams touchdown, I'm going to say fiction. I think Jadon Mickens, of course, explosive coming off a big game in that NFC Championship, setting up the Buccaneers in good field position. And then, of course, Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman, those guys are electric with the ball in their hands. I'm still going to say fiction just because of the difficulty level of actually getting it done in the NFL. I look for these special teams units and the coverage teams to be on their P's and Q's. And so I'll say fiction for that one. Now, how about an interesting statement here, Jarrell? Let's see where you stand. A 60-plus yard field goal will be attempted by either Kansas City or Tampa Bay. Fact or fiction? Uh, I believe that that's going to be a fiction. Uh, it's Bro, it rains every day in Tampa, bro. It doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's going to be a little damp out there. I have no – I definitely don't believe that 60-yard attempt is going to be uh, attempted down in Raymond James Stadium down there. So – I'm going to go fiction on that one. I'm going fact. Harrison Butker, 
You heard it here first on the Pro Football Chase podcast. Chiefs kicker, who is uh, one of the best in the league. I'm going to go ahead and uh, go on a limb and say he's going to have a 60-plus yard attempt. Now, whether he makes it, I won't comment on, but I do believe a long field goal will be attempted maybe before halftime. The Chiefs trying to get some points up there with a Hail Mary field goal attempt. I'll go ahead and say fact on that statement. Now, Jarrell... The last one here before we get into our game prediction. The Kansas City Chiefs will generate two or more turnovers on Tom Brady. Fact or fiction? That's fiction. Um, I don't think Tom has that type of game like he did the first game. So ball security is going to be the most important thing. Um, And really, I just... Like I said before, these guys are going to come into the game trying to run the football. I don't believe that uh, Tom Brady throws any interceptions in this in this game in Tampa um, against Kansas City Chiefs. I will say fact to that. I believe one strip sack on Tom Brady and an interception getting two turnovers. Kansas City defense, Steve Spagnuolo, who's an aggressive play caller, likes to bring corner blitzes. Of course, Tyron Matthew playing low in the box. I like those chances. I think Kansas City comes through with at least two turnovers on Tom Brady. So I'll say fact to that. Now, Jarrell, to close out the show, this is this is your final opportunity to leave your mark for your Super Bowl 55 prediction. I know we're exactly one week out from the big game next Sunday, but we've talked about some of these matchups. We've talked about a variety of players because this fact fiction segment has helped us talk things through. The time has come for the game prediction. So, are you going to roll with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers? Are you going to pick the Chiefs to win back-to-back Super Bowl titles? Man, it took me a while to kind of come to grips with this understanding. But I am not betting against the GOAT. I'm going with the GOAT against the mini-GOAT. I'm going with the big GOAT versus the mini-GOAT. And I'm going with Tom Brady. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my prediction is going to be 42 to 40 over the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think that Tom Brady is going to have an opportunity to be very dominant in this game and have a uh, really big impact. And I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be the team that gets two plus turnovers on Patrick Mahomes. That's going to inevitably make the difference for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning this football game. Man alive. Wow. I mean... You're rolling with Tampa, but I will roll with the Chiefs in this game. It is ultra difficult for me to find it within myself to pick against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I understand this game is going to be a toss-up. Either team can walk away with the Lombardi hoisted above their heads. It's that tight of a matchup, especially with Tampa Bay playing on their home turf. But I just cannot pick against the Chiefs I've seen a lot I've seen it in a large sample size I've seen what they could do on offense and even if they do get down Jarrell we know how fast that offense can catch fire we saw it against Houston last year in the playoffs when they came from behind I mean it is just almost impossible to keep that Chiefs offense in slumber for significant portions of time Give me the Chiefs in a high-scoring game, 37-34 to 34, over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in what I'm expecting to be an absolute thriller 
a dandy one for all of us to remember. Super Bowl 55, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. In this instance, I'm going to go with the young gun in Patrick Mahomes. Man, you rolling with the young gunner. I'm going to roll with Thomas Patrick Brady. I'm going to roll with my man, the big goat. Bringing out the middle name. Hey, one day the trophy's going to be named after Tom Brady. It's going to move on from the Lombardi to the Patrick Brady trophy. (laughs) 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 You're getting a little carried away over there. No, I'm joking. But but eventually, man, I mean, obviously he goes, if he has the opportunity to go out and win seven Super Bowls, um, I mean, his name is Seaman in, in um, you know, NFL history forever, if not one of the most impactful. So I definitely see something like that uh, arguably coming in the future for winning the, the highest uh, the highest achievement in football, winning the Super Bowl. And so I think at the end of the day, man, if you have a chance to win seven of them, that's what leads me to say that he, he has an opportunity to put his name on the actual trophy, bro. But. I'm just going to roll with the Bucks, bro. I'm going to roll with greatness until greatness is no longer great. Tom Brady, 43 years old. Again, to reiterate, at 43 years old, Brady is looking to become the first player to win seven championships. Mahomes, at 25, is looking to become the youngest to win multiple Super Bowls. We're going to see greatness on his play. Whoever wins this game, Jarrell, I cannot wait. Next Sunday cannot come soon enough. Because when it officially kicks off, it's going to be a treat for all of us to watch and see the two best teams in the league battle it out for the Lombardi Trophy. It's going to be good. Can't wait to see it. I enjoyed this podcast, Jarrell, talking about the matchups, talking about fact fiction, seeing which quarterback is going to rise to the occasion. And boy, it is going to be a magnificent affair at Raymond James Stadium, Jarrell. It's going to be awesome. Bro, it's been a phenomenal journey leading us up to this point. Uh, I mean, it's been amazing to see this, the, the different storylines, uh, the different teams battling through certain adversities. Um, you know, obviously Tampa Bay, at one point in time when they played the Chiefs, they were 7-5, and five, and now they are playing the Chiefs again in the, in the Super Bowl. So... It's just really a, a testament to where uh, teams have, have come and gone from. And so I just think, man, it's going to be a very exciting Super Bowl, an interesting offseason, and I cannot wait to jump into that as well. So I appreciate you again, bro. Yeah, man, a lot of exciting topics to cover after Super Bowl with the offseason. We'll have that coming your way on the Pro Football Chase podcast, on the Cut the Check podcast, and on the Red Zone, our IGTV series that we will be Picking up after Super Bowl. So, Jarrell, again, brother, I enjoyed this episode on a Sunday, a special edition, making it extra unique. Have a great rest of the afternoon. Have a great week. And when Super Bowl comes, I'm sure we'll have plenty to discuss. So, God bless and stay safe. Absolutely, man. Stay safe, stay focused, stay prayed up, and uh, we'll see you when I see you, my brother. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.